Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you are encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. How many of you guys are ready for fall? Hey, we're just a few weeks away. I think the first day of fall is actually the 23rd of September. So I know that everybody starts getting the bales of hay and the mums and the corn stalks, and they're just getting ready. Well, we got your mums here. They're going to be available on the 22nd, and everything that comes in from that proceed goes to Speed the Light. Everything that comes in goes out. We're not keeping any ever here at the church. We got missionaries that we want to support and, and pour into, so that's what we're selling the mums for. So make sure that if that's your thing, you like fall. If you don't like fall, buy them anyway. Buy them to give to somebody. Because it, everything that comes in goes towards missions. Uh, Youth Pastor Appreciation Day will be September the 29th. That's the day that we're going to love on, on Logan and Shelby. So we want you to come that day and just shower them with blessings. And just thankful for their heart and leading us not only in worship, but leading our teenagers faithfully every single week. So be, make sure that you're here that day uh, to love on them. So how many of you guys are ready for God's Word? I'm, I'm telling you guys, I'm ready to preach this morning. We just came back from men's, men's encounter and had a great week and had some men that were able to go down. And, and men, if you, if you were not able to go down this year, next year, we want to take a, a large team. So any men that, that's, in, that's available to go, that wants to go, we want you to come and join us because it's just a great weekend with just a bunch of men being together and, and loving on Jesus. There's a good place to say amen, men. It's just a good time for men to come together and love on Jesus and, and just pray for one another because I'm telling you guys, our men, not only just our women, but our men are being attacked in our world today. They're taking away, the Hollywood has taken away the manlyhood. It's all, listen, we need men to lead the way, guys, to be the men that God's called us to be. So if you want to go, I know I'm speaking way, way in the future, but if you want to go, we'll love for you to go, for, go with us next week. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm finishing up a sermon series this morning uh, called Love Like Jesus. Over the past several weeks, we've been in a series talking about things that Jesus did. You see, one of the greatest examples that we have been given, that you and I have been given, is to follow a man named Jesus. You see, if you look at his life, there are things that Jesus did that he is calling each and every one of us to do. In the first sermon, we talked about community. We talked about doing life together. We talked about that we're better together. We talked about breaking, excuse me, breaking bread and, and how the church grew in the early days by doing those things. Last week, we looked at Jesus washing the feet of the disciples. We talked about proud hearts and dirty feet. We looked at how Jesus led by an example and, and how he was just hours away from being crucified, but yet he spent his last few hours showing his servants what it looks like to truly serve other people by washing their feet. You see, Jesus says also in that scripture, he says that, that not only do you know these things, but if you do these things, that you will be blessed. How many of you guys want to be blessed this morning? That if we do these things, Jesus says that we will be blessed. If Jesus tells you to do anything, if Jesus asks you to do anything, understand this morning is this, just do it. Why? Because when you step out in faith and you step towards what God is calling you to do, not only God, will God bless you, but blessings will not only flow in you, but they will flow through you. I love the blessings of God. 
I mean, there's nothing like being blessed by God. I, listen, I've, I've had gifts, I've had money, I've had things given to me by people, and I'm telling you, I love those things. Now, don't get me wrong, I like them. So if you got a gift for me today, I'll take it. Just prophesying there, just putting a little thing out there. Um, but I love to receive blessings from God. But what I love more than that is to know that I'm being a blessing for God. That God looks down upon my life and He says, Thank you and, and, and continue to be faithful and that, you're, that, you, that you have a heart for me. That's what I love to know and understand. And that's, that's what I thrive to, to have in my life is to, to have a heart that reflects Jesus Christ. How many of you guys want that in your life this morning? A reflection of Jesus in your life. So today, we're going to speak on the, the simple title subject, this, Forgive Them. Back in March of this year, I preached a message called 70 times 7, where, where Peter talks about how many times do I need to forgive Jesus? Seven, three, five, four, whatever. And Jesus says, Peter, you need to forgive 70 times 7. In other words, you need to continue to forgive and forgive and forgive and forgive and forgive. You see, the love that Jesus has for each and every one of us this morning, especially me, as I was, just, as I was playing the drums and thinking about God this morning, and the love that he has for every single one of us, it's just overwhelming, guys. The love that God has for me. And the love that God is, is just displayed on my life. And as I think about how much God loves me, and I, and I think about how much God cares about me, and, and I think about all these things, there's moments where I say to myself, I don't deserve any of this. I don't deserve your love, God. I don't deserve any of the things that you've given me, God. But there's moments where I sit and I'm just overwhelmed by the love and the faithfulness that God has shown me and my family. You see, God hasn't just asked you to receive his love. Because here's the understand. God has a love for you this morning. And he's asking you to receive that love from, it, from him this morning. But more than that, he's asking you not just to receive it, but he's also asking you to give it. He's asking you to give the love that you've been received from Him. One of the ways that we can show love for others, of course, is by breaking bread with one another, by serving other people. And probably one of the, one of the hardest things that we find ourselves wanting to receive, but sometimes not willing to give, is forgiveness. We want to receive it, but sometimes we're not willing to give it. And what God's saying to us this morning is this, if you want to receive my forgiveness, then you got to be willing to forgive other people. Jesus came to forgive sinners. He came to forgive people like you and I. Think about that for a moment. Think about your life and all the things that God's... He came to save sinners. He came to save people like you and I. We're, we're sinners saved by grace. Not by works. There's nothing I've done. It's not by my preaching. Lord, thank you. It's not by my preaching. But it's by grace that I have been set free and saved. We're sinners. We've received that forgiveness. But we're also called to forgive sinners. We're called to forgive others the way that Jesus forgave you. Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15 says this. It says, If... If you have a pen or a highlighter, I want you to underline or highlight that word, if. It says, if you forgive those who sin against you. 
your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your heavenly Father or your Father will not forgive you. If you choose to forgive other people, God will forgive you. But if you choose not to forgive other people, if you choose not to forgive people that have hurt you, if you choose not to forgive sinners, sinners like you and I, if you choose not to forgive them, the Bible says that Jesus will not forgive you. Let that sink in for a moment. Forgiveness is required for those who have been forgiven. Everybody look at me for just a second. Don't wander off. Stay with me this morning because I'm telling you, this is, this is a message for everybody in this room. Forgiveness is required by those who have been forgiven. That's a really good place to say amen this morning. Reach over to your neighbor and say, hey, wake up. Forgiveness is required for those who have been forgiven. You see, you and I, we are not given the luxury of holding on to our bitterness towards other people. If we have been forgiven, then Jesus is asking us to forgive others. We, are, we don't have, as Christians, we, are, we don't have the luxury of hanging on to bitterness and hatred in our heart toward other people who have hurt us and done us wrong. We, are, we don't have that luxury. Now, the, those that are not set free and saved by God, if they choose to do that, then they can. But you and I don't have that luxury. Why? Because whatever you have been forgiven for, you need to learn how to forgive other people for. Because we want that forgiveness, God is asking us to give forgiveness to other people. Jesus talks about forgiveness in Matthew chapter 9 and Matthew chapter 18 and also in Luke chapter 17. I think that it's important to understand that for us as Christians, forgiveness is not an option. Forgiveness is not an option. It's a requirement from God if we want to be forgiven. It's not an option. It's, it's a requirement from God according to His Word. So this morning, we're going to see an amazing story, amazing display of forgiveness that you can imagine as this was happening this morning when Jesus was hanging on the cross. Just for a moment, I want you to close your eyes this morning. Everybody, close your eyes. And I want you to get the visual in your mind when Jesus, was, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, he's bloodied, he's beaten, he's battered, he's got nails in his hands and his feet, he's got a thorn, a, a, a crown of thorns on his head. So he's, un, listen, he's unrecognizable hanging on the cross this morning. So I want you to get that visual today in your mind as I talk about this, this story and this moment today. Do you have that visual this morning up in your eyes? Just for a moment, think about it. An innocent man who was condemned to die. One of the most horrific ways of dying in history. Jesus on the cross between two criminals. One on the right, the other on the left. 
Luke chapter 23, verses 33 and 34. This is the scripture that I, that I pulled from this morning. And I'm going to read from the Message Bible. So it may be a little different from your, from your version. But it says this. It says that when they got to the place called Skull Hill, they crucified him along with the criminals. One on his right and the other on his left. But 34 says this. Jesus prayed these famous words. Father, forgive them. Because they don't know what they're doing. Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. All of this was going on while Jesus was hanging on the cross. People were spitting upon him. People were mocking him. One of the criminals said to him, why don't you, you've saved other people, so why don't you save yourself? Hail, oh hell, king of the Jews. Think about that this morning. He's hanging on the cross. He's not just hanging there, but he's being mocked and he's being spit upon and he's being made fun of and people are gambling for his clothes. But he says to, the, to his heavenly Father, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. In that moment, the creation that God himself had created, the very things that God had placed on this earth, we're mocking the Creator. The creation had crucified the Creator. And they were mocking Him and making fun of Him and spitting upon Him. The very ones that He created, the ones that were supposed to be created to love Him, were now not loving Him, but they were spitting and slapping and doing all these things to Him while He's hanging on the cross. So it wasn't just bad enough that He was on the cross, but there was other things that were happening to Him while He was hanging there. In that moment, the creation was mocking the Creator. You see, Jesus didn't turn to the criminals on His left and on His right and say these words, I hate those people. I can't stand those people that are out there doing this to me. Well, I, I don't like them. Why did I create them? He never said those words. He simply said these famous words that you need to remember every single day of your life. Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. He never looked at them and said, I hate them. I don't like them. I can't stand them. He never got on Facebook and began to blast people about what's happening in their life. I'm just being honest this morning. As I was preparing this, morning, this message, I'm telling you, Jesus was just slapping me around. Jesus didn't, he, he, he looked up towards heaven. In that moment, he looked up towards heaven. And he prayed the most amazing prayer that has ever been prayed in, that I can see in my life. Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Daddy, God, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Jesus was asking for forgiveness for those who were sinning against him. Jesus was in a moment where he's asking for forgiveness for the ones that was persecuting him while it was happening. In that moment, he's, he's asking his Father in heaven to forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. And when you look at that story, that seems so totally unforgivable. That an innocent man is hanging on the cross and people are, are doing these things to him. It, it seems unforgivable, right? Right? Why would they do that? 
But Jesus looks up towards heaven and he says, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. You see, there's some of you here today that you're carrying a significant wound that's been caused in your life by somebody. Somebody, there may be somebody here today that's been, that, that has abused you physically or verbally. Someone may have taken advantage of you. Someone may have lied to you. Someone may have cheated you. Someone may have hurt someone that you love. Someone hurt maybe a family member of yours. Or someone took advantage of someone that you know or a family member. Someone maybe hurt your child. Some of you, as, as Christians, we don't act like Christians. And sometimes we don't, we don't act the way that we're supposed to. Somebody in the church may have hurt you and hurt you badly. But what I want to tell you this morning is this. you got to get rid of the bitterness and the hatred in your heart. Because if you don't forgive those people, you yourself cannot be forgiven by God. That's not my words. That's the words of Jesus. That's not my Bible. That's His Bible. That's His Word that He's telling each and every one of us today. Maybe you're mad at somebody. Maybe you're carrying unforgiveness towards somebody. Maybe um, uh, God is asking you to forgive somebody, but you're unwilling to forgive them in your life. Whatever the situation may be, we have all had that moment where we've been hurt by somebody. You see, somebody, some of you need to be reminded of this today. And I quote from a Disney movie. You ready? Called Frozen. Let it go, let it go. I know that was terrible, but I had to sing it. Because if I didn't sing it, it wouldn't have came across that different. It would have came across differently if I'd have just said it. Look at me. Let it go. Don't hold on to it anymore. Because the longer you hold on to it, it's killing you on the inside. It's physically killing you on the inside by people who have hurt you. Can I tell you this morning, nobody has ever hurt me the way Jesus has been hurt. But he still forgave them. He still forgave the ones that were looking upon him and gambling for his clothes and mocking him. He forgave them. Let go of whatever you're holding on to. Move forward. Let's stop holding a grudge against other people and move forward. That's not just today, people. That's tomorrow. And that's Tuesday. And that's Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday and so forth and so forever. Somebody in here today, you need to learn how to forgive somebody that's hurt you or hurt someone in, that's close to you. Let go of the grudge. Let it go so that God can do what God needs to in your life. Well, pastor, that's really easy for you to say, right? Because you're a pastor, so forgiveness comes natural, right? Can I tell you this morning, that's false. It just doesn't come natural. I have to work at it. Remember the story I told you last week of the man who didn't want to clean up the mess? Can I be honest with you this morning? I did not like him. I didn't like to be around him. I just didn't like him. Every time he would talk, I would roll my eyes. I, I, found, my, I found myself staying away from him because I was afraid of what I might say to him. So you know what God did? God moved me from Madison. And I was like, yes, no, that's not really, that's not the, that's not the truth. I'm like, yes, I got an out. I don't have to forgive him. But what I've learned is this. You know what? I had to forgive him. 
Because if I can't forgive him, it's just like every time we wanted to do something as a, as a youth, he was against it all the time. You ever had anybody like that? Just, oh, you're just like, oh, my gosh. I just wanted to go. And I, I had to learn how to forgive him. Understand that. I had to learn how to. I didn't want to. It, you know why? It felt good to be mad. It felt good to be angry. It felt good to show that. I don't like you. But God says, Chad, remember, remember when I forgave you? <laughs> How I forgave you, you have to forgive him. You have to forgive him. You got to let it go, Chad. You got you to you get rid of that bitterness. You got to let, let it go out of your heart so that, so that you can continue to move forward and, and be Jesus and do the things that I've called you to do. You see, if we're going to live like Jesus, if we're going to love like Jesus, then we've got to learn how to forgive like Jesus. So this morning, I want to give you two things, two simple things. How do you forgive like Jesus? If forgiveness is the heart of Jesus, then how do we do it? Jesus came to forgive sinners. As we have been forgiven, he calls us to forgive other people. John chapter 13, verses 35 says this, This is how everyone will recognize that you are my disciples when they see the love that you have for one another. Our goal in this journey is for people to recognize who we belong to. As a Christian... Are we, are we living our lives in a way that people recognize who we belong to? Because the Bible says that they will recognize you, that you are my disciples, by what? By how you love one another. How you love other people says that they will recognize. So how do we forgive like Jesus? How did Jesus forgive other people? Are you ready? Number one, you pray for those who hurt you. You pray for those who have hurt you. Well, you're crazy, pastor. I'm not praying for that person. What did Jesus do? Look at verse 34. First two words. Jesus, what does he say? Say it with me. Prayed. Jesus prayed. So how do you pray or how do you forgive other people? You pray for those who have hurt you are who are currently hurting you. You get the visual image this morning. Remember, he's hanging on the cross. People are slapping, spitting, mocking him, gambling for his clothes. What did he do in that moment? He cried out to his father. He prayed. He prayed for them in that moment. Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. The message Bible says that in prayer there is a connection between what God does and what you do. You can't get forgiveness from God, for instance, without also forgiving others. If you refuse to do your part, you cut yourself off from God's part. In prayer, listen to me, in prayer, there is a connection made between God and you. And when you make that connection with God, things begin to happen. Prayer binds you together with God. Prayer gives you the strength to love people. Prayer gives you the strength to forgive people by how you pray for them. 
Pray for those who persecute you. Pray for those who hurt you. When Jesus was hanging on the cross, that's what he was doing. He was praying for the ones that were hurting him, mocking him, spitting on him. He was being persecuted. An innocent man was being persecuted. And Jesus was praying for them as, he, as they're hurting him. Jesus was praying for those who were hurting, mocking, and persecuting him. Luke chapter 6, verses 28 says this, Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. You see, we're called... It's a little quiet this morning, guys. I'm going to be honest with you this morning. Bless those who hurt you, persecute you. Pray for those who hurt you. Guys, we Christians, me in general, I'm supposed to pray blessings over the ones who have hurt me. I'm supposed to pray a blessing of something over their life. I'm supposed to bless them. I'm supposed to pray over them. And I'm not talking about praying this way. I'm not talking about I pray that they suffer. I'm not praying that they would get what's coming to them. I'm not going to pray, God, I pray that they die. I'm not pray- that's not blessings, that's cursing. But the Bible says that you bless them. Bless those who have, that curse you. You see, Jesus recognized that we're going to have enemies. Because when we follow God's plan, we will, face pl- we will face problems. But Jesus said we are to respond to them in love, trusting that God will protect our cause and take care of our enemies. We are supposed to pray for them. We are supposed to bless them as, as, as being hurt or being hurt cur- uh, you know, uh, you know, currently right now. We are supposed to pray for them. Why? Because Jesus prayed for them. Bless those who curse you, that we may speak good of those who have hurt you. Not ill. Everybody look at me just for a second. You know how hard that is? Do you know how hard it is to pray a blessing over somebody who has just hurt you? It's tough. Because the natural wants to come and, 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 and to rise up inside of your, in, in your life. And that's where we all fail. We we allow the natural to to come up and the spiritual to go down. When actually it's supposed to be the spiritual side of us is supposed to rise up and the flesh is supposed to fall. We're supposed to bless those who curse us. What? What? Nobody ever told me that, Pastor. Well, newsflash. Today's your day to know that. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who who persecutes you. You see, in our culture today, we've been taught this. Love your neighbor and what? Hate your enemy. That's what we've been taught. You see it in our world today. Hate, and it's everywhere. Bitterness, hatred, all these things, they're everywhere. Because that's what we've been taught. That if somebody does you wrong, what do you do? You do, you do them wrong. If somebody wrongs you, you wrong them back. If somebody lies about you, you lie, them, uh, you lie about them. If somebody gossips about you, you gossip about them. That's what we've been taught. But that's not what Jesus teaches. That's not the teachings of, that's the teaching of the world, but that's not the teaching of Jesus. 
You see, that's why when, Pete, when Jesus came, or when, when Peter and, and Jesus were hanging out together and they came to get Jesus to lead him away, you remember Peter's response was what? He pulled out his sword and did what? He cut off Malchus's ear. Because you're wronging, the, you're wronging Jesus, so I'm, my, my response is to wrong you back. But Jesus looks at Peter and he says, hey, put the sword back where it belongs. That's not how we operate. That's not how we do it as Christians, Peter. And he reached down and he grabbed Malchus's ear and he put it back on his head and he prayed for him and it healed it instantly. Pray for those who hurt you. Bless those who persecute you. Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 and 44 says this. It says, You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you this, Love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. I know that, this, that, that, that is what we're supposed to do. But when you're in that moment, it's hard to do. It's hard to do. But if Jesus could do it, you and I can do it. And here's the reason why. Because you have Jesus living in here. And whatever you need is here. Because it's in, name, it's in the name of Jesus. That whatever you need in your life is found already in him. He forgave them. He loved them. That's why Jesus said, pray for your enemies. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Why? Because when you pray for them, listen. Because when you pray for them, something begins to happen in us. And it puts us in a different mindset. It changes the way that we think towards that person. Prayer changes the way that we think, which in return changes the way that we respond. Change the way that you think so that we will change the way that you respond to people. Because when you pray, you make a connection with God. And God helps you to think differently and to act differently when you make a connection with Him. That's where it's found. When we think it, when we think about that, that's how we were supposed to respond. You see, when you have the right attitude you will have the right action. When you have the right attitude, you will have the right action. If you have bitterness in your heart, you don't have the right action. If you have hatred in your heart, you don't have the right action. You're not thinking right. You're not thinking correctly. If you have jealousy in your heart, then you're not thinking right. You're not going to have the right action. Listen, if we're waiting for the right feeling and the right mood to forgive somebody, then you're going to be waiting for a long time. If you're, if you're waiting for the right moment, oh God, I'll forgive them when the moment is right. Oh God, I will bless them when the moment is right. Oh God, I will pray for them when the moment is right. If you wait for the, the right moment, you're going to be waiting forever. You're going to be waiting forever. When we start praying for someone, listen... If you forget anything I told you this morning, remember this. When you start praying for someone that has wronged you, when you start praying for your enemies, when you start praying for those who persecute you, your prayer may or may not change them, but it will always change you. Your prayer may not ever, the prayers that you're praying for that person, it may never change them. It may never tell them, it, it may never... They may never act differently. They may always be a knucklehead. They will always be that person. But when you pray, 
it changes you. And most of the times, the person that needs to be changed is you, not them. When you pray for them, when you pray for them, something happens. There's a connection that happens between you and God. And it gives you, the, it gives you the, the opportunity to think differently and act differently. Because there's change that takes place in you when you begin to pray for them. That's good preaching, guys. That, 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 I'm telling you, God is, God is reminding us today this, that prayer changes you. It changes you. And number two is this. Number one, pray for those who persecute you. Miss Karen, if you would, come on up this morning. Number two, and I'm closing. As, as Pastor Kendron always says, okay, ladies, you can put your shoes back on because I'm landing the plane. I'm coming in landing. Number two is this. Forgive as you have been forgiven. Verse 34. Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. Colossians chapter 3 verses 13 says this. It says, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you so that you must forgive others. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 32. Instead of being kind to, uh, instead be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Do you see it this morning? We are forgiven through Christ, which gives us the opportunity to forgive other people. The way it's been given to us is the way that we offer it to other people. That's what God says. He says you offer it to them the way that, you, that it's been offered to you. Luke chapter 6, verses 37 do not judge others and you will not be judged. Do not con con uh, condemn others or it will come back against you. Forgive others and you will be forgiven. C.S. Lewis says this. He says, to be a Christian means this. To forgive the inexcusable, inexcusable because God has forgiven the inexcusable in you. See, I can't speak about your life. I don't know what you've done. I don't know how many lies you've told. I don't know how many people you've hurt. I don't know how, many, how often you've lied to someone or how often you've disobeyed and sinned against God. I don't know any of those things, and I don't need to know it. But I can speak for me. I can speak for me. I know what type of person I was. I even know what type of person I am. I know all the things that I've done in my life. I know all the lies that I've told. I know all the people that I've hurt. I know all the things that I've, that I've done in my life. And what I'm overwhelmed with this morning as I'm talking to you is that Jesus still forgave me. He forgave, he forgave me. You know why? You know why I'm overwhelmed? Because I was the one in the crowd mocking him. I was the one in the crowd persecuting him. I was the one in the crowd gambling for his clothes and doing all the things that everybody else is doing. I was that person. But you know what he said to his father? He said, Father, forgive them. Forgive them. 
In other words, Jesus was interceding for you while He's on the cross. He's interceding for you while He hung on the cross. While He was being made fun of. He was interceding for you and I. Saying, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. I don't know what type of person you were, but I know what type of person I am. I've been forgiven a lot. <laughs> Can I get an amen this morning? I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about you. Yeah, Pastor Chad, you've been forgiven a lot because you're a mess. I've been forgiven a lot. And God's telling me, you better forgive somebody else a lot. Because what I've done for you, you better offer it to somebody else. Because if you don't, if you don't, I will not forgive you. You see, forgiveness is a choice. You can walk out of here today with the same bitterness and hatred and, and jealousy in your heart that you came in here with. You, can, you have that choice. You don't have to forgive people. You have that choice. But if you want forgiveness, you better offer forgiveness to other people. Because forgiveness is a choice. If you forgive, your Heavenly Father will forgive you. Bernard Meltzer said this quote. He says this, When you forgive, you in no way can change the past, but you sure can change the future. You see, we can't go back into the past and, un and undo what has been done to us. We can't do it. You see, what, when it, it's kind of like going up to a, to a mountain, and, I've, and I've, I've heard this illustration before. It's like going up to a, to, to a top of a building and taking a pillow and opening the pillow and allowing all the feathers to just to go everywhere. You see, you cannot go back and grab every one of those feathers and put it back in that pillow. Whatever you say out of your mouth, you can't undo it. But what you can do is forgive that person who has done you wrong. You can't change the past, but you can sure do something about the future. Because why? Because we have a choice. When Jesus was on the cross and people were mocking him and spitting upon him and gambling for his clothes and persecuting him, in that moment, in that moment, Jesus made a choice to forgive them. When we choose not to forgive and continue to live with bitterness and hatred and jealousy in our hearts, the only person that is hurting is yourself. Jesus made a choice to shed His blood for you and I so that we can have forgiveness in our life, and that is what God is asking from each and every one of us this morning. The same blood that was shed for you is the same blood that you need to offer someone else. Some of you, and I'll say it again, some of you this morning, everybody looking at me. You need to let it go. You've been hurt by people in the church. You've been hurt by people in leadership. You've been hurt by pastors. You've been hurt by family members. You've been hurt by good Christian people. Look at me. Let it go. Because if you don't, you will never be the person that God's called you to be when you have that bitterness and hatred and jealousy in your heart. I don't know about you, but I want God's blessings, not God's cursings. That's what I choose. 
And, I can't, and it's hard. <laughs> it's, it's difficult. But God, that's what I want to choose so that I can remember that when I need forgiveness, that forgiveness is offered to me because I, because I forgave other people. Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them for they know not what they are doing. I want you to stand to your feet this morning. It's not an easy sermon to preach, guys. But it needs to be heard. You need to be reminded this morning. Because the longer we serve God, we forget about the things that God has told us. And we get into this, this, um, we get into this situation and if we just live it, we're, if, if everything is right with us, then we're okay. If my life is right, then God, and I'm quoting from the, from the speaker at men's retreat this weekend, okay? The hell with everybody else. That's what he said. As long as everything is okay in my heart, God, I don't care about anybody else. I'm not going to offer forgiveness. I'm not going to offer love. I'm not doing any of those things, God, because I'm not. I'm just going to be me. If you serve God long enough, you've had that attitude, because I have. You've been wounded by people that you didn't think you'd be wounded by. They're humans just like you are. And when they hurt you, and when they speak ill against you, and they persecute you, the Bible says to bless them and to pray for them and to let it go. Let it go. So I don't know who that's for this morning. But I'm going to do something that I feel in my heart we should do this morning. With everybody looking, nobody looking, with no head bowed and no, no eye closed. If you feel God speaking to you this morning, I want you to come and stand in this altar. If you're saying, Pastor, that's me, man. I've got to learn how to forgive. I, I've got bitterness in my heart. I've got some issues that I'm dealing with. I just need you to pray for me. If that's you, I want you to come. And we're going to pray for you. Anybody. Not putting you on the spot. I'm just, I'm just being honest this morning. I, I, I cannot move past this point because I feel like God is dealing with somebody this morning. Thank you. Anybody else? I want some ladies to come and stand around Rosemary this morning and we're going to pray for her. Anybody else that would, that would say, Pastor, that's me. I don't, I, I don't want to live with that bitterness. I don't want to live with that, that hatred in my heart. I, these people have done me wrong. These people have done my family wrong. I don't want to live with that. I just want to be set free because that's what your word says. Anybody else? If you choose to forgive others, Christ will forgive you. But if you choose not to forgive them, he won't forgive you. Anybody else? I'm going to wait just one more moment. 30 seconds, and we're going to pray. Father, this morning, lead us. God, if there's somebody that's sitting in their seat or standing in their seat right now that's dealing with this issue, Father, don't let this moment slip past them. May they, may they have the boldness and courage that they need to step out and to move forward this morning. Some men, I want you to come and stand around Trent this morning. We're going to pray. Bless those who persecute you. 
Pray for those who hurt you. Dear Heavenly Father, this morning I pray for these ones that came forward this morning. The boldness and the strength that, it, that they needed, God, to step out this morning to come forward. God, to know and understand that, Father, there's some things in their life that they need to give you this morning. God, this morning I pray that, Father, that the same way that you forgave us, God, that even right now as we're standing here, we're thinking about that person, God, learning to forgive that person, praying for that person, blessing that person, God, because, God, we want to be forgiven in our own life from the things that we do every single day. God, it is so hard to do that, God. It is so difficult to forgive those who have wronged us or wronged our families, God. But you're asking this this morning for every single one of us to do ex exactly what you did in that moment. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. God, I thank you this morning. Father, I pray for Rosemary. God, I pray that you would begin to deal with her heart this morning. Father, whatever, whatever she needs in her life, God, today. God, I pray for All to Jesus I surrender. All to Jesus I surrender. God, we just surrender it to you this morning right now. We just, we just, we just simply place it into your hands. God, when we think about our own life and we think about the things that we've done, God, we didn't deserve forgiveness, nor did we deserve love. But in that moment, God, you gave us forgiveness and you offered us love so I pray today Father that we will learn as Christians to live the life that you've called us to live and to follow that example that you've laid out in front of us God we give you glory and honor and praise today teach us mold us lead us to wherever it is that you're asking for us to go Father and we honor you and we glorify your holy name. And all God's people said, amen and amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you. So join us Sundays at 1030 a.m. or Wednesdays at 630 p.m. Have a blessed day.